Are you full of health and wellness information yet struggling to implement into your daily life? Or do you have your health sorted out but struggling to integrate it with your other areas of your life? We've surveyed a number of Wellness Couch fans and recognize that this is the biggest challenge that most of you face in daily life. How do you turn your knowledge into action and a lifestyle? Enter the Wellness Breakthrough. For three days and two nights in February, eight of your Wellness Couch favorites are gathering in Melbourne for one incredible event, and we just have three spots left. Entry to the Wellness Breakthrough is by application only. To apply, simply go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. And apologies in advance if you apply and we're all sold out. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes off, because it's time for That Paleo Show with your favorite caveman, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill, and this week I'm joined by some sisters again, because we love sisters on that paleo show. We've had the Merrymaker sisters, and now we've got another set of sisters coming on to join us. So first sister, Jo, was the founder of a, a group on Facebook called Thermalicious Food. She started a blog to share her journey eating whole foods, which is very new to her. She'd recently purchased a thermal cooker and started a completely additive-free and preservative-free and noticed a huge change in her daughters. She's then gone on to share that information with thousands of people on Facebook. She's been joined by her sister, Tracy, um, and they've now formed a group called Sister Mixin, which now has over 25,000 people following on Facebook, heaps more on Instagram and Pinterest. They're just going off all over the web. So welcome to the show, Tracy and Joe. Thank you. Thanks for having us here. It's exciting. No worries. Yeah, thank you very much. I just realized I got completely tongue-tied them with my social media and said Instagram instead of Instagram. That's just, I don't know if that's showing my age or what that is, but anyway, it's Instagram where you guys are and they can find all your beautiful photos there. So let's hear a bit more about this journey because you guys, in the space of just two years, are absolutely killing it. Um, so, but let's talk about you know, the, the why behind the how to start with. Um, tell us, Joe, a little bit about your story. Oh, yeah, sure. So I guess it all started um, when my son was a newborn baby. And at the time we were having, well, he was quite sick and and we've now, well, we quite quickly found out that he was lactose intolerant. And um, we were having major behavioural issues with our daughter, who was at the time just three. Um, She she, um, was having these tantrums that would just not end, like she would result in curling up in a little ball on the floor and just rocking back and forth and she'd start scratching her face and um and you know there was nothing we could do to calm her down we just we had to just sit and bear hug her until she came out of it and it was really scary and it was really awful um she her behavioral issues you know they they started causing a lot of um I guess effects in the family you know we stopped going anywhere and I stopped taking her to play group and um she was even removed from a couple of daycare centres because she was always biting and hitting and scratching and, and it was just awful. Um, she was also always sick and, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out why she was always sick and she always had um, ear infections and um, bronchitis and um, bronchial asthma and she had pneumonia at one stage. She had repeated tonsillitis and... The poor little thing, she had her tonsils and her adenoids removed before she was two. Um, She was only 20 months old. 
Um, she wasn't sleeping well and, you know, life was pretty much out of control. So I, um, I had booked her into a clinic to get her tested for ADHD and, you know, I thought that's sort of, you know, where I needed to go and um, I've got over 10 years' experience in the early years sector um, and I kind of knew what was a normal three-year-old and what, <laughs> what wasn't and I hate that word normal but, you know, I sort of knew that there was something was obviously not right. Um, and so I, I, uh, I met a lady and she mentioned an additive 102 and I thought, well, that's, that's a bit weird. And, you know, she mentioned that it's found in custard powder and cheesels and it's the colour yellow and that um, she would never be giving it to her children. And she said some side effects, behavioural issues. Um, and I thought, oh, I'm going to look into this. And so I Googled 102 and I realised what the side effects were and I was quite um, horrified. Um, for example, 102, it's linked to hyperactivity, thyroid issues, aggression, headaches, migraines, hay fever-like symptoms, asthma, um, and it, yeah, it's awful. And so I thought, well, I'm going to investigate a bit further here, and I spent hours and hours and days and weeks and months, and I'm still researching food. And what we did was, um, my husband at the time, he was away for work, and when he came home, I said, check out this list. And I had put together an, a list of all the worst additives that are in food, what additives and preservatives. And so he said, right. So we got our garbage bag and we went to our fridge and freezers and pantries and we threw in the bin everything that can, contained a concerning number. And um, in what felt like overnight, her behaviour changed. She, she stopped getting sick um, she stopped with the tantrums and she would just have what I would call normal three-year-old tantrums that would end and we were able to talk with her, we were able to reason with her, she started sleeping better and it was just like this miracle come true. I was able to cancel my appointment with the ADHD clinic um, and I'll never forget that phone call, it was the best one I've ever made <laughs> and, um, and yeah, and here we are. And here we are now. And um, do you want me to keep going? <laughs> yeah, you can absolutely keep going if you've got more to say. I've got questions ready to go. But if you you keep going because it's a, it's a phenomenal story. I'm just kind of t absorbing it all at the moment. <laughs> I feel like I'm rambling a bit. So what happened was I, um, I started up a free blog. And at the time it was called, not called Sisma, it was called something else. And because I really had no one to share my journey with, um, all my family and friends were not really on the whole food path and and um, I thought, well, I'm just going to start a blog and share a few recipes here and there just to get me through, really. Um, and it became quite popular and I found, you know, there was a lot of people in the same boat and, and it was great to be able to talk to like-minded people. And so my maternity leave had run out and it was time for me to go back to my day job and I... I said to my sister, Tracy, I said, oh, this is getting really popular and I don't want to give it up because I love it, um, but I'm not sure what to do. And so she said, well, I'll help. <laughs> <laughs> so she came on board for a bit of fun as well. And, um, yeah, two years down the track, we are where we are and, um, and it's amazing. 
Well, it's it's an amazing story and an amazing journey. And and Tracy, I will get to you in a minute, and we'll we'll chat about your journey as well. But I'd love to ask you a few more questions, Joe, because you know I think the it must have been such a relief when when you notice those changes, because so often I think when you've got a child who is you know struggling and tantruming and and doing all those things, then um, you know very often you get told that well it's just the way your child is, or you know there's not much you can do about it, or you're going to have to medicate your child or, you know, you, you get all these different options of what you can do, but you don't necessarily realise that perhaps food and lifestyle could be the answer and could be the factor. So tell us a bit about, you know, how you were feeling as you were trying to figure out what was going on with your child. Oh, it was awful. You know, I remember I get really emotional every time I talk about it because it bring, it brings back all these awful memories. But it was really hard, you know, like I felt like I was all alone. Um, I felt like I had no one to go to. And especially when you're sitting at home and you know you can't go anywhere because it will all just go pear-shaped if you do. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's awful, you know, like it doesn't necessarily always have to be that way. And, um, yeah, I guess I'm just so thankful that, I went down the, the whole food path and, and it helped. And I'm not, like, I guess I don't want to say that it will help every, you know, everybody, but mm. definitely for our family it did. And, um, so, yeah, I guess. So tell me about as a parent as well, because obviously when your child is struggling in that way, then, you know, often parents will see that as a reflection of themselves or other people will see that as a reflection of the parent and they can be, a lot of pressure there, there can be a lot of expectation, there can be a lot of guilt there from a parent in that position. And, and I ask this, you know, not just to like make you cry, but because I know there's a lot of other parents who are in similar situations and are similarly struggling with this. And so I think they would love to hear from you, you know, how you experience that and, and obviously, you know, then the solutions you're able to come up with to, to get out of that will be really, you know, positive and supportive for them as well. But, but how do, as a parent, how did you guys deal with those issues happening? Yeah, I guess there were so many people saying to me, oh, she's just going through a stage or, um, you know, oh, she's just a busy a busy three-year-old. But I knew that it was far more than that. And I think as a parent you do have that gut feeling a lot because a lot of people don't see what happens behind behind closed doors. And I was really good at hiding it as well, which I know a lot of other parents are really good at hiding it. Um and I think you just need to do what you feel is right and always back yourself. Yeah. Um, I definitely know that when I started eliminating all the numbers and preservatives, I copped a lot of flack with that. Mm. Um, but I stuck with my gum because I knew it was right. So tell us about the flack. What sort of things were you hearing? Um, I guess just, you know, people going, oh, what a load of crap. As if, as if you know, um, as if there'd be that in that food, or you mm. know, um, oh, a, one lolly won't hurt, or yeah, um, you know, oh, one um, one bowl of ice cream with sprinkles surely wouldn't do anything. And I think as a parent, you need to just, and if you if you're certain on it, you know, I just was really no, I'm sorry, but. It does affect Eva, and mm. I really don't want her having that. 
And I think that's a great way to do it. Is you know you don't have to say well this affects all children. You don't have to say this is bad for your kids or you should be doing this or or whatever. It's just for my child, this is what works. And, and that's yeah. really hard to argue with, I think. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's really it was really challenging at the start, um, especially you know having sleepovers at Nanny's house or and so. We've, we've been through a bit of a journey, but I'm really pleased to say that two and a half years down the track, I actually do have everyone on board now because they have seen the changes that Eva has had. Um, and especially my parents who live in, or our parents, Tracy and I parents, who live in state, they came back six months later and they just saw this massive difference. So from then on, they've been on board. But, um, yeah, there's definitely been challenging times where I've, where I've had the oh, it won't matter, and I think just stick to stick to what you, you feel is right, and you'll be fine. Yeah, I love that, and it is such a pleasure having the family on board and having their support. You know, you guys won't know this, but uh, the week before this recording goes live, there'll be an interview going live on that Paleo show, um, which is actually me interviewing my parents, um, which was a really fun interview, talking to them about, you know, how they experienced me changing my diet and what they've changed and how they've come on board in, in an amazing way with my kids and obviously their grandkids um, in terms of how they feed them and what they do. And, and it was just uh, it was a, such a fun interview for me and, and I think a lot of people will relate to that and relate to that journey you're talking about of, of getting your family on board and having that support and just how much difference that makes. So, um, you know, you're obviously very lucky with your family support. So, Tracy, I'd love to bring you into the conversation here and I'd, I'd love to know what your experience of this was, I guess, from the outside looking in um, at how Joe was, you know, and her family were going through these struggles, what were your thoughts as you know these behavioural issues were showing up? Yeah, sure, Brett. Um, I was probably one of the ones that were saying, "Oh, you know, Joe would ring me at at night and be, you know, I just don't know what to do." And and I, I guess, had States not to. By the way, <laughs> sorry, Joe. We live in different states. Yeah. So sorry, I thought I'd better clarify that. Um, yeah, so Joe would ring, and and I was probably one of the probably the worst offenders in a way, saying, "Oh, you know, it's just the terrible twos, or it's just this." And I'm sure it's not that bad. And but um, when I realised exactly what was going on, when you know we're really obviously close as sisters, and I could pick up that something wasn't right, um, just in Joe's voice or the you know her reaction to things. And yeah, so the second I realised that. You know, she had it right. She had she had the gut instinct, and she was right, and it was food related. Um, yeah, I was straight on board. What can I do to help? And so, Tracy, I'm going to ask you a really personal question here, and, and I hope you're okay with me asking this and answering this. But you know, how did you um, how did you view it? I guess from the start, was there any ever any stage where perhaps you were judging Joe a little bit, or thinking that maybe that there was. You know, and because we all do it, don't we? I mean, we all have times where we look at other parents and or other situations and think, "Oh, wow, what are they doing?" You know, because it's always so much easier to look at others than look at yourself. You know, was there any, was there ever any stage where you did think things like that, Joe? Uh, sorry, Tracy. No, probably the opposite. I was almost in awe of how amazing she was to to go down that path of figuring out that it was food rather than not, I don't want to sound like I'm criticising anybody else for mm. going down the, the path of um, ADHD medication, but um, for Joe, I was almost, yeah, I was in awe of the fact that she'd gone down this path and it had worked for her and her family and then it made me look at the food we were eating and the food, and I've got teenage children now and, um, and it 
made me realise and want to make myself and my family healthier and going down that same path because I could see the changes and I could see instantly in in my sister, like not even in her mm. kids even, like the changes in Joe were dramatic as well and her attitude and the way her positive attitude radiated back down to me over the phone, you know, like it was incredible. Yeah, so yeah. no, I never had any... Um, any doubt that she was doing the right thing. Well, I think it's phenomenal when you see that, isn't it? And we see it in practice all the time. You know, we work with lots of kids in my practice and, you know, when the kid starts to improve and get healthy and sleep better and all those things, you can just see the changes in the parent, you know, um, even when they're not under care, but obviously even more so when they are under care. But, but even when they're not under care, when, when their child is happier and healthier and doing so much better, then, then it just does have such a huge flow-on effect to the rest of the family, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. And like Joe said, you know, our parents are now on board and, you know, my extended family um, on my husband's side are sort of, you know, paying a bit more attention to what they're eating mm. and it's just this snowball effect and it's been amazing to, to be on this journey with Joe. really. it's I, I feel privileged almost. <laughs> That's awesome. So how did it go with your family, Tracy? Was it you that sort of really pushed to introduce it and, and how did they react? Yeah, so... With me, like I said, I've got teenage kids, so they were um, and still are a little bit, um, uh, what's the right word, uh, stubborn yep. maybe with it all um, because, you know, I, I'm i probably a family that I would technically say don't react to food. Mm. Um, however, in saying that, we all react in some way. I just didn't realise that at the time and, yeah. you know, we've had parties at McDonald's. We've had We've done all that, you know. Before, because I didn't know, I, did, I wasn't educated and I had no idea really. I just didn't think about it. I just sat back and ate. Like I didn't really look at what was in it and what, I don't, yeah. So it wasn't until Joe sort of started educating me, I guess, in this journey that I started to look back and look at the food we were eating and made um, correlations between, do you know what, last week we had takeaway and within an hour, I'm yelling at my kids because they're being naughty mm. or they're back chatting or they're rude or they're slamming the door. And and it wasn't until I looked back at that and went, that, that's totally food related. Like an hour before having dinner, they weren't doing any of that. An hour after having dinner and they're acting like ferals. Like it has <laughs> yeah. to be food related, you yeah. know. So once I started making the correlations between it as well, I was like, right, this is it, kids ban on this we're banning that and they're like well you know freaking out but they're all okay now and and um you know we're about a year into our journey i guess or maybe not quite but and um yeah they they know i've got my eldest daughter she's still quite stubborn and still quite um whatever but <laughs> but i can tell that she knows and it's kind of a little joke between us now because I'm like, do you know what? You had a meat pie at lunch because she works at a zoo and she'll often <laughs> buy herself a meat pie for lunch at the zoo. And um, and I'll go, oh, well, you better watch out. If you slam those doors tonight, Hayley, there'll be some trouble. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so she's figuring out too, which is amazing to see that as a 15-year-old she can figure out, do you know what? It is food-related and I am behaving badly. And yeah. I can tell with her when she's figured it out because for us, the quicker she comes out to apologise for her bad behaviour, I can tell whether it's teenage bad behaviour or food-related bad behaviour. So mm. we're starting to figure that out as well. That's awesome. And I, and I love that And because, you know, that's what she should be doing as a teenager is starting to figure things out for herself, you know, coming into her own independence um, and, and, you know, starting to learn for herself what works and what doesn't work and all those sort of things, which is 
which is awesome and really exciting because as you guys know, um, as we speak, uh, it is a couple of days before the launch of my new ebook. Well, or actually, sorry, not as we speak, but as this episode goes live, it is just a couple of days before the launch of my new ebook, which is Nourish Without Nagging, How to Get to Kids how you get your kids to love eating healthily. Um, yeah. And I know I've spoken to you guys about this already, so you kind of know what's coming with it. But it's all about that. It's all about getting your kids to understand and choose for themselves healthy food. And the great thing is you don't even need to wait till they're teenagers to do that. You know, you can start with, you know, my kids started really, at, you know, very young, two, four, five years old, started to be able to show them in their own words, in their own framework, why they would want to do it. Um, and it's amazing how well that works. But, but what you're doing is exactly right, is empowering them to make the decisions and to see for themselves what happens when they do and don't so that they want to do it rather than having to be consciously you know, looking over them. And as you know, you know, once they get to teenagers, you can't be doing that. You know, they're, yeah. they're their own people and have to make their own choices. And so the better you can guide them towards making their own choices and giving them the information so that they can make an informed choice, then the better that goes. So that's Absolutely. awesome. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, you know, she's gone off on the to the city today with some friends. I, I can't control what she's eating. She's in the city with her friends. Um, you know, I've got no doubt they're probably going to have Maccas for lunch. <laughs> um, and, yeah, but, you know, if I can inform her as much as I can and empower her as much as we can, like you said, exactly that, hopefully she might make a better choice at some stage. Beautiful. Well, the, the book will be out in a couple of days, Tracy, so you'll be able to get hold of it and have I'll a little read and maybe get a few little extra tips in there as well. And, and for those who want to get hold of it, then they go to my website, which is drbretthill.com, and sign up for my newsletter to make sure they get the announcement. And within a couple of days, it'll be on my shop, which is drbretthill.com forward slash shop, so they can go there and check it out. But back to you guys. Um, tell us about joining the, the, the group, Tracy, joining the Facebook page. What, what was that decision like for you and what, did you, what was your experience of jumping on board and seeing all these raving fans that Joe had built up? Um, well, I had obviously been following her page because I, I, you know, was one of her um, advocates, I groupies. suppose. Groupies. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> we're one of her groupies. Um, so when I started to come on board, the recipes changed quite dramatically because I've not followed a whole food path as such, but I have always baked a lot. Um, so, you know, they, they became biscuits and cakes and slices and they weren't from, you know, that whole food technical path. So, uh, the recipes changed and, um, and, you know, there was the naughty, I suppose, recipes and then the, the, the nice recipes as we referred to them, um, at the time. And yeah, and within about a year, I think we'd grown to somewhere around 10,000 followers and then within... The last couple of years, like you said, we're up around twenty five or twenty six thousand or something, and it's just snowballing from there. So now we're, you know, very strict on or stricter on um, definitely additive and preservative free. So we're not so much about cutting out sugars or cutting out anything apart from the the additives and preservatives. Yeah, great. Well, I think that makes it a great resource for lots of different people, isn't it? No matter where on the journey they are, they can get some recipes that are going to suit them and, and help them just get rid of some of those nasties from the food. So Yeah, there's a massive range of recipes on the website, like hundreds. So there's, like you said, there's something for everyone because there's just an enormous range, right, writing, like right from pure sugar laden something or rather to the whole food, totally nothing bad in it sort of stuff. So yeah, there's a whole range of stuff. Great. And so, Joe, you guys have sort of branched out now as well. You've gone into a whole range of e-books as well, so, or books and e-books. So tell us about the books. Yeah, we have. So we released our first printed 
cookbook last year, which was super exciting. It's called Bliss Ball Heaven. It's got 19 um, beautiful recipes in that book, and it can also be downloaded um, by an ebook as well. So that was super exciting, releasing our first printed book. Um, and we have got a, a winter ebook on our website, and we have some free ebooks on there as well. So we've got um, a body products one, which is um, which is lovely. So um, we've got smoothie free ebook and a Christmas gift ideas free ebook on there as well. Beautiful. So there's a whole range of different products people can get access to. The sort of information you've been sharing on your blog, they can obviously go and join in uh, on Facebook and find you guys. You guys are on facebook.com forward slash Thermalicious Food. How do you spell Thermalicious? T-H-E-R-M-O-L-I-C-I-O-U-S. Uh, there you go. I almost That's had it right. I'm, I'm glad I asked you to spell it because I didn't have it right. So. Yeah. <laughs> to be called before we change it to Systemix and unfortunately Facebook wouldn't update the website address. There you go. All right. But Instagram and Pinterest, they can find you at Systemix. And so what sort of stuff is going on in your group now? Obviously, as you said, 25,000 people. Um, what sort of stuff is going on in the group now? So, uh, Joe, hey. um, uh, we just recipe sharing, lots of interaction. We get lots of questions um, about recipes or can request for recipes. Um, yeah, just, yeah, lots of interaction from the community. And we have an, an amazing community, like, that's so supportive of one another. We very, I don't even know that we ever have got bad, like, yeah. um, I don't even know what it's called, bad people in the group, bad I vibes. suppose. Bad vibes. Um, they're all just so supportive of one another. It's an amazing community. And, every yeah, everyone just, like, if someone puts in a question, everyone's ready to answer it. It's great. And so what are the hot topics, Tracy? What do people like asking about? Is it, you know, particular meals? Is it desserts? Is it, you know, kids stuff? What are the, what are the common questions? What are the sort of trending things at the moment? Uh, we get lots of requests. Um, well, it changes, really. Um, we get lots of requests for some gluten, gluten-free sort of stuff because I think that's obviously a big thing at the moment and a lot of people have issues with that. So we do get requests for that. Um, we get lots of questions about... Is this okay? So if, if people are going down the path of additive and preservative-free, mm. they often write in taking a photo of their packet and saying, <laughs> you know, can I eat this? I'm like, well, you can eat whatever you want, but, you know, I wouldn't eat it. So it's a choice is yours kind of deal. Um, and, yeah, so lots of a range of questions, lots of topic um recipe questions mostly though can i replace this for this or if i can't have oats what can i use instead or lots of that sort of stuff which we're happy to answer and happy to help out all right so so give us a few hot tips for you know i guess if people want to take some of the additives out of their life if they want to change some of their recipes a little bit what are some of your hot tips that people can use to just to start you know even if they're not going to go completely additive free just to start picking maybe some of the ones that are going to cause the most problems or some of the most common products that they can just swap out and get a better result it's really that oh sorry joe it's um it's a really hard question because there are so many additives like there's over three or four hundred additives approved in australian food so it's a it's a, that's a hard question, and what some people react to, the next person might not react to. Um, 
But one of the biggest things we found, what I found interesting was food colours. And one of the things we mentioned, um, or Jo has mentioned on her story, which you can actually see Jo's full story on YouTube. If you Google Sister Mixon on YouTube, you'll see her story and she's recorded that there. Um, and, you know, she mentioned spinach wraps, for example, and spinach wraps don't actually have any spinach in them. So it's a food colour to make them look green. So there's got two food colours, a blue and a yellow colour. So if you're looking to try and cut out additives and you think, oh, well, spinach wraps, it's, that's a health, healthy option. Unless you're informed and know exactly what you're looking at on the back of the packet, read the ingredients list would be my, my suggestion. Read the ingredients list. Don't look at the marketing on the front because it's so fake sometimes it's not funny. So spinach wraps don't even have spinach in them. They've got a 1% spinach flavour or something mm. and food and um, blue, well, now I can't speak, blue and yellow food colouring to make them green. That's mental that they can even call it a spinach wrap without yep, any spinach totally in it, isn't mental. it? So look at the ingredients list and if there's words you don't understand, probably don't buy it. Yeah. And if there's a bazillion ingredients, probably don't buy it. So I went and looked at um, the, I won't name supermarkets, but a major supermarket, chocolate chip biscuits. It had something like nearly 20 ingredients in chocolate chip biscuits. I was going, Mm. what? Like how how many ingredients does it take to make a packet of chocolate chip biscuits? You know, I I could probably make, make it in five ingredients and here's a packet with 20 like that is insane, you know. So yeah. so that's yeah, tip so one, really, isn't it? Is turn over the packet. You know, don't just read, read the, the marketing on the front. Read the ingredients on the back because yep. that's where you get all the real story, don't you? Yeah. Because they totally. have to write the real story there. Absolutely. And as we just said, they can kind of write whatever they want on the front. So, <laughs> Joe, obviously, you guys have developed an e-course to make this even easier for people. So, tell us about your e-course. How did you go about creating that, and how do people find out about it? Yeah. So I. Tracy and I went to a um, blogging conference last year, Pro Blogger, I'm sh- and um, we were sitting there, and I said to Tracy, I wish I just had somewhere where I could have just gone, learned the information, and done it in one area, and I wish I didn't have to spend hours and hours and hours researching a bazillion different websites. Mm. So we looked at each other and said, well... Let's make that. <laughs> so we have. So I'm really, we're both just so proud to say that we've just released a brand new e-course called um, Additive Free Made Easy. And what it is is a four-week course delving into our pick of the worst additives and preservatives. Um, it's, it's, it's been going now for five days, so first round's just open. And the... The feedback and the the amount of, I guess, lives we are already changing is is unbelievable. I pinch myself all day long because, it, yeah, it's just unbelievable that we're so, helping. Can I butt in? So one lady wrote in just this morning and said, at the end of week one, this course has already had an enormous impact on myself and my daughter. I thought I was fairly healthy before, but this is just that extra small step that I desperately needed. Like that is just one of the short little testimonials we've been getting and we're only day five into the course. It's blown our minds. It's amazing. Beautiful. Well, we were just talking off air before, weren't we, about the feedback and how much that 
makes a difference. You know, I was talking about my Healthy Kids Eating ebook and what people have been saying about that. And when you can help people make those changes, I think particularly changes for their family and changes for their kids, that is just so inspiring and heartwarming to think that you've been able to make that difference for someone else. So I guess particularly for you, Joe, but I guess for both of you, given that you've been able to see those changes with your own families and just how much impact that's made on you guys and, and your whole life, then thinking that maybe you're making those changes and helping others make those changes with their families um, is really inspiring, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. So tell us about how people go about joining in on this uh, program. Yeah, so we're running another round in March. We're pleased to say sales for that will go um, live in the start of February. So at the moment, people, if they could just subscribe to our mailing list, um, they can go to the homepage of our website, systemixon.com, and you can subscribe there. Um, you will get a free little mini ebook when you subscribe as well. And um, we'll do a lot of mail-outs for that course when we're, when we're ready to start selling the March round. Beautiful. And just for everyone listening, that is systemixon.com. There's no G in that. It's S-I-S-T-E-R-M-I-X-I-N.com just to make sure everyone's heading to the right place. So thank you girls for coming on board today. This half hour has absolutely flown. I feel like you've got such a great story and journey and such a great simple message to share with people just about getting those additives out of the food. So thank you so much for coming on board. Thanks for having us. And yeah, we'll come back anytime you want. Perfect. So until next week, join the conversation on Facebook. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com and let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show. We hope you enjoyed this Wellness Catch podcast brought to you by Audible. Do you find that you just don't have time to read all the awesome books that you hear mentioned on the Wellness Couch? Well, Audible might just have the answer. Audible is offering the Wellness Couch listeners a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. You can get books like Eat Right for Your Blood Type, Why We Get Fat by Gary Torps, Paleo Diet for Athletes, or even The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash The Wellness Couch. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash The Wellness Couch for your free audiobook. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.